Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports all over the major platforms like Spotify. Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartMedia, and Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, go ahead and leave those five-star reviews and download and subscribe for new and archived episodes of The Platter with guests like Bob Costas, Baseball Hall of Famers, and a heck of a lot more best-selling authors, you name it. It's on the ML Sports Platter, which is brought to you by our great friends at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and Heather Saxton of Hunt Real Estate. Make sure you visit Heather on Facebook, Heather at Hunt. And, of course, she can be found on the web as well, heathersaxton.huntrealestate.com. She is a licensed real estate salesperson in the greater state of New York and the central New York area. Look, home is more than just a place. She makes it a feeling. Call her today, buying and selling at home. It's just so stressful, so time-consuming. 315-727-3313. That's 315-727-3313. Heather at Hunt on Facebook. Heather Saxon of Hunt Real Estate is a licensed real estate sales person and uh, is the official real estate agent of the ML Sports Platter. Again, Heather Saxon, Hunt Real Estate, heathersaxon.huntrealestate.com. Let's preview the Week in the NFL, I mean, it's, again, I'm going to do this not knowing, you know, what games are going to be uh, postponed because of the coronavirus and the the variant and all this stuff uh, picking back up here. Um, so I'll preview it as is. If games get postponed, they're still going to play in the NFL. The NFL is is just putting its head down, and, and no matter what, they're going to get these games in. So let's start with... Thursday night football tonight, as I record this, uh, the game is still on. So we'll, we'll <laughs> again, we'll preview these games as they are on the calendar. Uh, this is a huge game, obviously. Tennessee has been absolutely fallen down, and rightfully so. They don't have their stars. They haven't had Derrick Henry in forever. They haven't uh, had A.J. Brown. They haven't had Julio Jones. The offensive line is starting to really get pressured. Ryan Tannehill can't get the ball out quick enough uh, right now, um, you know, because he's missing their their stars. I mean, you think about the offensive line gets weaker. You kind of try to game plan around that. Um, you know, I think the Bills did a fairly decent job, even though there's no end in sight with how bad the line is and how injured it's been. Um, you know, a decent job trying to get the ball out of Allen's hands, and, and he still didn't have a lot of time, right? A uh, couple times he held it too long, but the Titans, if the line is how it is now, which it, it's really bad, um, 
and they're getting overpowered in a lot of spots, you can game plan for Ryan Tannehill to get the ball quickly to A.J. Brown, to quickly get it to Julio Jones and others, and and, and there's just no weapons to throw to. Um, the defense is getting left out on the field a little bit too long, and they're playing a, 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 just a red-hot football team uh, in the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think that A.J. Brown is a, a, a game-time decision, I believe I heard last um, in terms of his injury report, but right now, um, I'll tell you what, man, this 49er team is absolutely rocking and rolling. Yeah, A.J. Brown is off of injured reserve in time for the regular season uh, stretch run. Uh, he is, let me see, I just read this article, uh, CBSSports.com had uh, that he's off of injured reserve. Uh, I thought he was still going to be a, a game-time decision. Um, back to him in, in a second. Uh, but the 49ers are really, really rolling right now. They've got the run game going with Wilson Jr. Before that, it was Elijah Mitchell. And it's it's quick slants and stunts and jet sweeps and going deep when you need to. And all the weapons. Ayuk, Debo Samuel's been amazing. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo working the play action off the run game. George Kittle... <clears throat> looks like he's back to being a top three tight end, and we know what that defense can do. Swarming team. Um, you know, the Titans, again, back to A.J. Brown, a team that's been battered by injuries. Um, the Titans are expected to get him back. He could be activated in time to play in Thursday's uh, game, according to this report, as my computer starts playing sound for no reason. Uh, Brown could be activated in time uh, to play Thursday night's home game against the 49ers, uh, but a more likely scenario is that he'll return for the Titans' week 17 home game against the Dolphins. So there you have it. He is off injured reserve. The question is, will he be activated? That's why I was kind of saying he'll be a game-time decision. Um, the 49ers come in with a ton of confidence. The Titans will make this a close game because they're home, I think, but ultimately I think the 49ers prevail. I just think right now they're really, really confident. They're good on the road. I know they have to fly across the country, but I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers in this game because they are a more complete and a way more healthy football team. 24-21, to 21, they get it done. They're favored by 3.5. Okay, let's move to the Saturday games. I mean, Cleveland, good grief. They lost at the buzzer to the Vegas Raiders. Cleveland's on a short week. What's the status going to be with everybody with Corona? It's a road game to Green Bay. I see no way that they win this game. They're going to have to go through Nick Chubb, and Green Bay's defense is is far superior than Vegas, even though Vegas didn't really allow a ton of points. I'm going to take Green Bay huge in this game, 34-17. to uh, 17. I think they double them up. The Packers are favored by 7.5. They're 6-0 and at home. They're 11-3 and on the year. They've got the most complete roster in football. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, the two-headed monster at running back in Dillon and Jones. The defense, Devondre Campbell, has been one of the most impressive players in the NFL this year. And Brian Gutekinds has just done an unbelievable job building the depth and building the roster there. <clears throat> you know, Aaron Rodgers' off-season comments be damned. The offensive line has been great. They haven't missed a beat without Corey Lindsley, no relation. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. But, uh, I just think Green Bay right now, most complete best team in football, undefeated at home, and man alive. If the NFC goes through Lambeau, I don't think Green Bay is going to miss a beat this year. I know Tampa Bay went in there and won last year, 
but there's multiple factors why Green Bay is a better football team and more equipped to get to a Super Bowl. Number one, the running game is even better. Number two, they're more deep and more versatile. And number three, and this is the big one, Mike Pettin is not there anymore as defensive coordinator. Remember, he left that defense in solo coverage at the end of the first half in last year's NFC title game, and the Bucks and Brady made the Packers pay with that bomb up the left side for a touchdown. I don't think that happens this year. I picked Green Bay to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year, and I ain't getting off that anytime soon. 34-17 Packers over the Browns. You want to talk about a must-win game? Arizona Cardinals. I just think they need it for their psyche. I mean, they lost to the Rams, and then they got pounded by the Detroit Lions. You can't lose to the Lions. I don't care if they're a better, tougher team uh, than, than the other couple of bad teams in the NFL, like the Jets or the Jaguars. You cannot lose to the Detroit Lions when you are trying to stay up top uh, in the NFC. Uh, I, I think Arizona gets a rebound game here. I think the crowd will be into it. They're favored by a point and a half. I trust Kyler Murray and the Arizona weapons and the Arizona defense to lock and load up on Jonathan Taylor. I don't think they'll be able to stop him. I think this game's going to be really, really close. Give me a late field goal in this game. Arizona wins it 26-23. to uh, The Colts are 8-6 and six overall, 4-2 and two on the road. This is a huge game for Indianapolis as well in terms of what they're hoping to get uh, done in the playoff positioning here uh, at Arizona. They have to travel as well. So a very interesting game, but Arizona, I'm telling you, they got to play with their backs against the wall. They need this game from a psyche standpoint. If they lose this game, I think a lot of people are going to be jumping off that Cardinal you know, bandwagon officially. Lions are at the Falcons. Not a heck of a lot to watch for here. Um, I will pick the Falcons uh, 34-30. Um, I think that the Lions are going to be able to put up some points against a bad Atlanta defense. Uh, this should be, I think, a shootout. I uh, could see this game in the 60s or 70s. Obviously, I'm picking it in the 60s, 34-30 for uh, Atlanta. Uh, Kyle Pitts, you've got uh, Patterson. Uh, you've got a lot of weapons on that Atlanta team. Matt Ryan is riding this thing out. I'm very interested to see what the Atlanta Falcons do in the offseason. It's kind of like last year where I was wondering you know, do you just do a complete rebuild right now with Arthur Smith? Have him pick, you know, his own roster and all the rest. You got a new GM. You have a new head coach. Uh, they kept Matt Ryan. They traded Julio Jones. They drafted Kyle Pitts. I feel like they kind of didn't have direction. You know, they kind of went in in both directions. They kind of went into mini rebuild and keeping players in terms of win now. And I just felt like they should have gone one way or the other. And I know the salary cap hasn't been kind to Atlanta the last couple of years, but. Again, I've mentioned it a million times, and I'll mention it again. This is a broken franchise since they lost the Super Bowl, blowing a 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots. Uh, I'll take Atlanta in this game, 34-30. Ravens at Bengals. I mean, look at this game. This game is absolutely enormous. Cincinnati is right now leading the AFC North. Um, great win for them last week at Denver. Um and Baltimore went for two against Green Bay at home, didn't get it, obviously. And now the Ravens are in a situation where they have to win this game. If they don't win this game, I think Baltimore can kiss its playoff hopes goodbye. Now, a lot of people have said, well, if they miss the playoffs, it's going to definitely be because of the two games where they went for it and didn't get it against Pittsburgh and Green Bay, respectively. I disagree. Because John Harbaugh knew while going for it 
that based on his schedule and based on his injured roster, including, hello, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, who you're facing uh, in, in overtime, especially in the Packer game, uh, in, in Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, John Harbaugh wanted to win those games now, knowing full well that if he loses, he still holds the cards. Because if the Ravens beat Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, right, and, and they get one break, they still can win the AFC North. Uh, that game against the Rams is going to be hard, but it's a home game. When the you know the Rams travel across the country, you just don't know uh, how it's going to work, west to east, east to west. You know the Ravens still with three games left. There's a great opportunity for eleven and six or or ten and seven in John Harbaugh's mind. Plus, two of those games are at home, and the other one is against a rival. And Cincinnati's been way up and way down. Baltimore can neutralize Cincinnati a little bit defensively. I'm going to pick the Bengals in this game. I think the Ravens, again, if they lose, they're going to be in trouble. But this is a huge game for both sides. The Bengals can kind of put a stranglehold on the division. The Ravens can get back into the the division talk and playoff talk officially. I think that's why Harbaugh went for it. Again, you go for it in those uh, instances, you, you know, twice. You hope to get one of one maybe, right? And right now the Ravens at 9-5, and five, you know, a lot different record than eight and six. Cincinnati favored by two and a half. I think they win by just over that. Twenty-four to twenty. I take the Bengals over the Ravens at home. The Rams are at the Vikings. Now, this is such a week-to-week league. This season's been bonkers. The Rams were in a very, very early Super Bowl favorite by many. Um. And the Rams, you know, started out of the shoot seven and one. Here we go, and then loss, loss, loss. Those three losses in a row, people started doubting them. Now they're back up a little bit, right? They pounded the Jags. They won at Arizona, which was a huge win, thirty to twenty-three. Now they've got the Seahawks at home. They've got at Minnesota, right? They've got at Baltimore, and then home for San Francisco. Their schedule's tough. They got to win this game because I think the Rams are going to lose. Um, I, I think the Rams are are. Oh, they had Seattle on on Tuesday. Uh, I'm recording this actually before that game is being played. So again, the last four Seattle with the outcome you now know at Minnesota uh, this game here, and then at Baltimore home for San Francisco. I think that this team is going to lose two of three. Uh, to end the year because I just don't know what the heck to make of the Rams, just like a lot of other teams in the NFL. Is this team a contender or are they a playoff team and pretender as a Super Bowl uh, uh, club? I I, I don't know. I don't know what they are. Um, I'm picking the Rams to beat the Seahawks on Tuesday the 21st. that was last week's game. What a weird week it was last week with, you know, still like multiple games to be played, uh, you know, going into Monday and Tuesday. It was just wild times. But I, I'm going to take the Rams over the Vikings here. But this is, man, this is the game where I think they could lose because I just going into Minnesota. Minnesota's a hard place to play. You know, if, if Minnesota had even an average defense this year, I think they'd have 10, 11 wins right now. I really do. Uh, the Rams are favored by three. Eh, I'm going to go 28-27. I think this game is so close. Uh, it's going to come down to Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford making plays. 
And can the Rams defense with Aaron Donald and company, can they slow down Dalvin Cook? A lot of star power here. Matt Stafford, Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. A lot of star power. Aaron Donald. Uh, give me the Rams close 28 to 27. Bills are at the Patriots for all the marbles uh, in the AFC East. The Bills still hold the cards um, to be able to win the division. Uh, they got to win out, obviously. Uh, tall order. They should have beaten the Jags. We know the story by now. This is the game that the Bills have got to win to be taken seriously again as, as Super Bowl contenders. They've got to win this game. they got to put it to the Patriots. they got to make Mac Jones scramble. Uh, they got to shut down. the Not shut down. They're not going to be able to shut it down. they gotta, they got to contain the run. Um, again, road game, Belichick, weather, all that sort of thing. Uh, can Are the Bills going to be able to run it even a little bit? Uh, I think this game, the Bills... They've got to go right to Stephon Diggs again. I, I've been saying it all year. I've been saying it every game. I don't understand why this guy only has four catches in some games and all the rest. This is the most quiet 1,000-yard season I can remember in the NFL. Seriously, Stephon Diggs should be up around 12, 13, 1,400 yards right now. They should have been going to him way early, way often in a lot of these games. Warm weather, cold weather, doesn't matter. One of the keys to this game will be the Bills' offensive line. And again you got to keep these Bills players in you know, plastic wrap and bubbles and all the rest so that they don't test positive for Corona. Is John Feliciano back finally, right? He, he had just hours before the last game against Carolina, he had tested uh, positive for it. They've had contract tracing. They've had so many problems with this, plus the injuries. You know, Deion Dawkins with Corona, they had to move Spencer Brown to the left side. Y- you want to have, if you're the Bills, going into the last few games of the year, and it's going to be a big challenge, but you want to have a situation where you've got Spencer Brown at right tackle, Darrell Williams at right guard, Mitch Morse at center, you've got left tackle Deion Dawkins, and then Ike Butker as your left guard. That is the line, or, or Feliciano, excuse me, as your left guard. You want, And then Butker off the bench, Bates off the bench, Ford off the bench. That's the offensive line you want, left to right. Dawkins, Feliciano, Morse, Williams, and and Spencer Brown. The Bills can get out early, show that they can move the ball, make Mac Jones play catch-up. I think they have a good chance in winning. I'm going to pick them to win this game. Low scoring, 23-20. Bills defense comes to play. They do just enough to win this game, and we are having different conversations at the end of this game in Foxborough. Uh, New England is favored by 2.5. Jets home for the Jaguars. Condolences. God bless anybody who has to cover this game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets at home. I, I just the, These are two awful teams. I'm flipping the coin, and, and, and I take the home team here. I go home team quarterback, but the quarterback thing is a wash with Lawrence and Wilson. I'll just take the Jets because they're home. Uh, let's go in a shootout, 31-30. to 30. Uh, The Jets win it. Giants at Eagles. Uh, I like the Eagles big in this. They're favored by 10, rightly so. Give me Philadelphia 21. 20- Four to twenty, uh, excuse me, twenty-four to four, uh, twenty-four to ten uh, by fourteen points in this game. The Giants just can't move the football. The Glennon offense now, uh, it, it's just horrific, uh, lacking weapons on both sides of the field. We know what the deal is there. The Giants are a disaster. Five straight seasons of double-digit losses. Buccaneers at the Panthers. Uh, this should be a rebound game for Tampa. God, did they look bad against New Orleans? I know the injuries are hurting them. They're going to really miss Chris Godwin. They lost Evans. They lost Godwin. They lost Fournette against the Saints. And I don't know what it is, but the Saints have the Bucs number. I'm going to take 
Tampa Bay in this game, but close because of the injuries. I think 11 is, is a really big line. Uh, this is a division game. I'm going to go 27 to 21 Buccaneers over the Panthers. I do think Tampa will get multiple turnovers off of that Carolina defense. Chargers are at the Houston Texans. Line across the country will be, partly across the country, will be interesting to see how the Chargers do on the road, how they do late on the road, how many plays does Brandon Staley go for. I will take the L.A. Chargers in this game, but I think Houston plays them tough. I've been actually impressed with Houston this year. At 3-11, they've actually been in a lot of games. They've played hard. At the half, you're looking at it going, man, they played hard, but they just run out of gas because they don't have a lot of weapons. They've been getting killed on third and long. Uh, you know, let's see what happens in this game. But I think it'll be too much Herbert, too much Eckler, too much Keenan Allen uh, in this game, too much Mike Williams, uh, too much Chargers offensive line, uh, too much in terms of the playmakers on the Chargers defense. You know, the Chargers defense is really uh, a defense that, uh, you know, if, if you make the playoffs, you kind of want to have this type of a defense, don't you? I mean, you want Derwin James, you, you want a really, really great versatile safety you want a pass rushing, uh, you know, end slash, you know, kind of a hybrid guy like a Joey Bosa, right? You want complementary players. You want big physical corners. Uh, this is a good defense. This is a really good defense to be able to bring into the postseason. I don't think they're a top five defense uh, in the NFL, but I think they're pretty good. And I think they can help the Chargers win some games down the stretch, including this game at Houston. I think they'll be able to get a couple of turnovers. I think Bosa gets a couple of sacks. Let's go Chargers in this game. Uh, but I think the Texans do play uh, pretty pretty tough. Uh, you know, I do. Um, I, I love Herbert. Oh, my gosh. I love watching him play. Him throwing the football is literally one of the must-see things in, 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 in all of the NFL. I don't see a line on this game. Um, and, and actually, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to go 31-20 in this game. 31-20 Chargers. That, that's my pick. That's what I'm going to take. Uh, Bears at the Seahawks. Um, this game is really hard. I, I don't know who to take. Uh, both teams are just not good. They're both ugly teams right now. Uh, I'll flip the coin, go home team and quarterback, which means Seahawks and Russell Wilson. The line is seven in favor of Seattle. Um, give me the Seahawks 22-16. Uh, Steelers are at the Chiefs, season on the line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boy, did they win a big one last week, my goodness, over Tennessee at home against the Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in the AFC right now. For my money, nine-and-a-half-point favorites are the Chiefs. I think Mike Tomlin, because he's so good. I think it's Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt. I think they keep it close at the half, and then the Chiefs bust it open. Travis Kelsey, watch out for Kelsey and other guys on the Chiefs getting in open space against zone defense. I think Kansas City wins this thing. I think they have a huge second half. Give me Kansas City 33-24. I do think Pittsburgh can put up some points. Broncos at the Raiders. Toss-up game here. I'm going with the home team. I didn't like anything that Derek Carr provided against Cleveland last week, but I think he rebounds, has an okay game. When you get him in panic situations, he's a lot like Daniel Jones, man. He just starts chucking the ball up in double coverage. You don't want Derek Carr on the run. You want him in the pocket, quick releases, Let's go uh, LA or L uh, Las Vegas here. Uh, they're favored by one and a half. Let's take them by three, uh, 27 to 24. Cowboys are home for the Washington football team. Washington's defense is completely a disarray again. 
Uh, I don't think they'll have the offensive weapons to keep up with Dallas. Dallas didn't look too great last week against the Giants, but I'm taking them nonetheless uh, against an inferior football team. Too much uh, Dak, too much Zeke, too much CeeDee Lamb. Give me the Dallas Cowboys, and goodness gracious, that, that, that Dallas defense right now is absolutely out of his mind. You know, Dallas is 14 games into this season, and the story of the season for the Dallas Cowboys in terms of how they've gotten those wins is the defense. It really is. Micah Parsons, to me, is Defensive Player of the Year, and he's Rookie of the Year. And if they hand it out, I think they hand out Defensive Rookie of the Year, too. He should just clean all of those. Uh, He should just get them all. He has 12 sacks, and he has 115 yards in sack yards. That is is crazy. He, He does multiple things. He rushes the passer. He goes in coverage. He can stop the run. And by the way, you can bring him inside and blitz from the inside as well. He is a monster. He is super, super, super fun to watch uh, and, and is definitely the rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. But, you know, it's been a lot of other guys too. They've had Trayvon Diggs has had just a great year. He's had 10 interceptions, for crying out loud. You know, Jordan Lewis at corner. Uh, you know, uh, Anthony Brown at corner has been great, right? Like, J. Uh, J. Ron Curse has been great. Leighton Vanderush has been great. I mean, this is a big-time Cow- Cowboys defense here. They could get that offense playing at an elite level, this team, again, I don't trust them, just like Arizona, but if they could play at you know, kind of an elite level and go out and win that first first playoff game handily, maybe I'll change my tune. The last game, Monday Night Football, assuming, again, we get all these games in. The Saints are home for the Dolphins. They're favored by three. The Dolphins are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They've won six in a row. However, this is a road game, and the Saints' defense is really, really great. And I think the Saints win this game because the Dolphins, they have to lose at some point, right? I mean, come on. Can, can they win seven games straight in the NFL? I, I, that's really, really something. I mean, it's hard to win one. It's hard to win two, three, four, five, you know, six in a row. Holy cow. I'm going to take the Saints close for the reason that they are home and the ferocious defense. And the third reason, actually, would be that the Dolphins have to lose at some point. Give me New Orleans in a physical, physical game. I think Tua turns it over late. 23 to 17. New Orleans gets it done. Mike Lindsley here with you. It's the ML Sports Platter Week 16 preview for you on the ML Sports Platter. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five star review to the program wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. A big tip of the cap thank you to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, Stanley Law Offices, Liverpool Physical Therapy. Our good friends at Burton Ace Hardware and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Man, get on out there to Victor. If you're in and around Western New York and, and Rochester, Victor area, it's just an amazing place. They have an incredible beer menu highlighted by a lot of IPAs. Visit them uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. You can order right online uh, as well. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor and the official brewery of the platform. You can visit them online and shop at stumblingmonkeybeer.com. That's stumblingmonkeybeer.com. Do want to say thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well as Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports, on Instagram and Facebook, ML Sports Platter. Follow along, like the pages, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.